This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, a very good evening, one and all, and many apologies for the poor camera work, really. Um, It's a bit of a nightmare tonight, we've had a bit of camera problems. It's December... So if you want to send us a Christmas present, how about a new laptop, a new camera and some new broadcasting equipment? Uh, this is the Mansfield Matters podcast for the fans, by the fans. I'm Craig Priest. With me as ever, over in the far corner, we've got Simon Mercer. Hello. Hello. Uh, we've got Nathan Edge. Good evening. And we've also got Mr. Cam Felton Hello. as well. Uh, we're all here with teas and biscuits and things like that. Apologies again uh, for the late start, but we are here uh, once again. So we start as always. Um, no Mark this week, by the way, either I think he's on a bus somewhere uh, still stu- either stuck in traffic or broken did he say broken down bus, yeah. bus, broken yeah. down bus so Mark can't be with us uh, this week so uh, unfortunately you're stuck uh, with just us four apologies once again for the late start every time basically what happens is everything's all set up and ready to go for 6.30 and then I go out and meet the boys and Simon turns up and then as soon as he walks in the room <laughs> the entire camera equipment breaks so yeah we're using the dodgy camera from my Laptop tonight, rather than the slightly averagely better camera. But let's <laughs> move on with the show because if we carry on waiting this long, it will soon be match day and there'll be no one around anyway. Uh, let's start off then, as always, with the connection question, uh, a question which loosely relates to uh, the upcoming fixture. Obviously, Guysley on Sunday, the return of Adam Murray and Paul Cox. Um, so the question is this: This week, Paul Cox and Adam Murray and Kevin Hurst are just three names in the current Guysley crop who have Mansfield connections. But which former Stags youth teamer who played for the club in the early noughties also played for Guysley in the 2011-12 season? Any ideas, Simon? No idea. <laughs> Shine the dark. No idea, Cam? No, not a no? clue. No. Okay, you want some clues? Yeah. Okay, he was a right back and he was uh, from Sunderland, Newcastle area. Tall lad. Oh, yeah. Initials with, with JC. Any idea? Does that help you, Simon? JC. Any ideas? Is that how you are? No. Nath, any ideas? I'm going to have to think about this for a while. Okay, Cam, no No. idea. Uh, If you think you know, let us know in the comments uh, below, of course. Uh, It's just come to you, hasn't it, Simon? I think so. Do you think so? Well, we're going to find out the answer uh, later in the show. Paul Cox, Adam Murray, and Kevin Hurst are just three names 
in the current Geisley crop here on Mansfield Connections, but which former Stags youth team who played for the club in the early noughties also played for Geisley in the 2011-2012 uh, season? Uh, we'll find out the answer to this week's connection question later on in the show. Right then, let's kick start. Obviously, um, since we were last here, we've completed an epically long walk. We'll start with that, Nathan. <laughs> Obviously, what's the latest with that? Figures still rolling in all the time. What's, yeah, what's the latest? We're doing all we like. We've, we've, uh, it's up to, I think it's 1,300 at the moment, but that's just um, the registration fees and anything that was sort of put on the page beforehand. So we've still got a lot of um, sponsorships to come in from everyone that's, uh, well, everyone that's decided to do extra sponsorships, you know, by cash. So um, once that's come in, you know, I'm hoping we're going to get up to two or th- well I think we should definitely get over 2,000 so po- possibly edging on 3,000 which I think would be a uh, you know a really good total split between both guide dogs and Alzheimer's so uh, yeah it did really well I'm uh, you know, incredibly <laughs> proud of you lot because I know it was tough wasn't it I mean I, I don't know how we're all feeling now are you still, uh, are you still feeling it a bit or I'm alright now it took till at least Wednesday <laughs> to, to get my legs back but now I felt good after Wednesday uh, yeah I'll say it was <laughs> It wasn't so bad going through Chesterfield. It was a little bit icy. So I lost my foot in a couple of times. Nearly ended up on my. It was icy stuff, wasn't it? Was, it was, was surprising. Really icy, but as we obviously we're going up up towards Junction Twenty Nine, then you come back down through Dolly, and then the absolute killer of Glatwall Hill. It's like getting <laughs> Craig's car to do a hill start in the middle of December. Yeah, I think you'll find my, my car can do a hill start in, in December. It's just the driver of the car doesn't like doing hill starts. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, which was also, by the way, if you want to laugh at my uh, my driving lesson expense, was also one of the major problems of my uh, driving lessons. Uh, Mandy says, Evening, guys. Come on, you stags. Looking forward to Sunday's match. Respect to Paul Cox and Adam Murray. Uh, Nathan says, not you, and okay. says, Great total. Keep going, guys. Uh, and Peter says, uh, well done to all who took part. It was a, a great effort. For those who don't know, for those who've just joined us or haven't heard about the walk, Nathan and his dad Mick and stepmom Michelle had organised the, the walk. Was it the third walk now? For third charity? one, yeah. Yep. Third one for charities, which <coughs> was from Chesterfield's Proac Stadium all the way to the One Course Stadium and it finished with a nice little uh, lap of the pitch yep. uh, as well. Can we have a blisters count, please, Simon? <laughs> one. One. Nathan? None. Cam? None but a really bad knee. None but a bad knee. Uh, four. So it's, it's, it's been good for me, fun for me the, the last week. So um, and also as well, obviously on the day we did lots of live sort of like impromptu sort of shorter videos on, on this Facebook page. So thank you to all of you that watched those and followed the journey and watched us sort of uh, die along the way. Yeah. Uh, really. Uh, so Nathan, one last time, uh, the place where people, if people want to give uh, tonight, the place where where people can do that. Yeah. So uh, if you just go on uh, virginmoneygiving.com forward slash MTFC walk. Uh, and on that matter as well, just wanted to say a massive shout out there to Kevin Bird, who originally was only going to start off the walk and end it for us, uh, but he decided as he started get as he got going, he decided that he was determined to do the whole thing, and uh, he absolutely smashed it, didn't he? He walked the whole thing, you know, sixty five years of age, and. Uh, he was at the front for most of it as well. I think he put us all to shame. He <laughs> really did. I mean, I, I said numerous times during the day that I felt bad for sort of moaning on my, on my way around because chatting to Kev, he was like, hey, you used to do double this for a warm. It was yeah. just like, you know. He still does that. Yeah, 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 but the, the sad side of that, though, is obviously the following day when his, his wife Sue asked him how he was feeling, mm. he had no recollection, did he? Exactly, and I think that just it, that's exactly why this warp was important, you know, because I think it just shows 
you know, when, when he was, he was involved in such a big day like that, and obviously he knew it was big at the time and, and what was happening, uh, but then to not be able to remember it the day after, I mean, what a horrible thing dementia is, isn't it? Really? Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I say every penny that um, goes to uh, goes to this walk will, you know, it's being split between both guide dogs and uh, the Alzheimer's Society, which is the charity that. Um, Kevin and Sue Bird chose to put the money to so uh, like I say if anybody out there who's not sponsored us yet if you can spare any anything whether it's uh, small or large whatever it'll make a massive difference yeah it certainly will and uh, tell you what, what what's the top what's the What's the current total at the minute th- when you last looked? I think it's um, 1,300 from what I can remember. And you're anticipating well over two, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. If we can hit that £2,000 mark, I will never, ever moan about blisters again. <laughs> right, moving on <laughs> to the... We're going to donate now. Right then. Um, let's move on to the football election. Obviously, we made the long walk from Chesterfield to the One Course Stadium. We hoped it would be the long walk to three points, but in the end, it was a long walk to a point, and for me... I was actually a little bit slated for this on, on, on Sunday when I, when I put this on. For me, it was a disappointing result and not good enough. No, exactly. Exactly. And I've, I've actually said to some people at work when I got there on Monday, I think, to be fair, and I'll probably get slated for saying this, we should have actually lost the game, yeah. to be fair. Because I didn't think we actually turned up in the second half, to be honest. We were awful. If, if we played like we did in the first half or the second half... We would have won. Yes, there's no doubt about that. But oh, how we came out of the second half, I'd, we'd probably say we'd probably deserve to lose. It's the, it was the complete opposite because before we'd been like first 15, 20 minutes, we'd been slow to start. But on Saturday, we were, we were a good start. We probably should have mm. been. We were firing may, out of the maybe box on three, four up before they even scored. But that's just their first attack and their first shot, and they scored yeah. from it, and that's. Uh, we let his heads drop. Yeah, I think we were a little unlucky not to get at least one penalty. Yeah, definitely. At least one. After the how many? Cha- how many? I think, it, I think it was, it was four appeals. Four, four yeah. appeals. We were unlucky not to get at least yeah. one. So if we'd have got that, we'd have gone one nil up, and then who knows? That it's might a different have been game. A, then, isn't that, it? Yeah, exactly. Might have been a game changer. But, I mean, saying that, even though they they did get that goal, and it was against the run of play, and it wasn't the best defending, was it? We gave them way too much space mm. uh, t- to get to where they did. But um, I did feel. Although we had his job, we did react pretty well because we, we still went on and dominated that first half. And to be honest, I didn't feel like, even though it was one of that, I didn't feel like we was out of the game where sometimes he feels like it's a long way up from there, isn't Especially it? Especially in a local derby. Yeah, oh, but I knew, I, I yeah. sort of knew we were going to get that goal and we did. What I didn't expect is that second, I thought we were going to go on and win it then quite comfortably. I did mm. feel that at that point. <laughs> and it's, we don't normally feel like that, do we? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's no, hard no. to feel that, but then... You know, Mansfield did the typical thing, came out second half and played like that, and just put us back in our place. Really, to think, you know, this is how we normally, this is how you normally should be feeling. This is what we can do. The question, is, the question is though, did we underestimate our rivals? Because we were all saying sort of before the game, you know, Chesterfield, bottom of the league on paper, we should have won it. But we were saying on the show last week, obviously about um, you know uh, the, the way they were, the way they are improving, things like that as well. But did the players and did perhaps you know the coaching stuff in their approach to the game was there a slight underestimation do you feel I don't think so I, th- I just no. think it was I wouldn't say that Chesterfield had a fantastic game I just think they wanted it more than we did they I were more up for it than what we were you, you could in tell, the end you could tell that they were there because they deserved to be there down at the bottom because they weren't a great team Especially but it's just that we made them look better because we were poor on the day it, 
it's like what we said last week we dropped to their standards oh massively and they picked their standards up once we dropped to their standards yeah. and that's what we were saying last week we shouldn't let like, we we shouldn't let teams play when they come to field mail they shouldn't we they shouldn't we shouldn't let teams play we should stop them from playing and play our football yeah, and make them run around after ball yeah yeah we don't and no, that's what happened against Chesterfield. I'd agree. I think it was literally we dropped. We we let our standards drop that second half, and it's like like Evan said in the press afterwards. A lot of our big players went missing. I don't know why. I don't know whether it's a halftime talk or or what, or whether it's them tactically changing because they did didn't in the second half. They they slightly yeah. changed it, which I don't think we we reacted to. But um, yeah, our big players went missing, and then we 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 definitely made them look good. I mean. Let's let's be honest. I mean, they're coming forward. They were half decent. They played a bit of football, but actually, they wasn't um, like powerful coming forward. Were they? they were not terrifying. They just do a bit of tippy tappy football. But actually, a lot of times they, they wasn't actually getting anywhere. Sometimes, oh, so, so they just couldn't get the final delivery. And yeah. everything. we had the they same problem. It a lot quicker as well, though. They did. They, yeah. they, they did. definitely played it quicker. Yeah. quicker we us. didn't look on the pace for me. For no. me. It, it almost seemed like. We didn't. It felt to me like we weren't up for a midweek friendly at Rainworth, let alone a local derby. Mm. And I don't know whether some of that, whether it was the tiredness of, of the walk, or whether I was just re- whether I was reading it wrong. But even the atmosphere in the stand, obviously, it was great to have a, a local, a, a bigger crowd in there. Great to have some noise from start to finish. But it still didn't feel. It didn't have that tenseness. It didn't have that constant drumbeat, that constant bounce from from start to finish. And I think. I don't know, it, it just didn't seem mm. like a, a local derby to me for, for, for some of the game. And I can't put my finger on why. I, I, I blame that second half. I, yeah. I think it, it did have it in the first half. Yeah. Um, but I just think when we came out how we did, I mean, it was quite obvious from five minutes into that first half that we were we came out a different side, wasn't it? And I think the fans knew that. But and and I think we... In a lot of ways, we couldn't actually believe what we were seeing because everybody expected us to come out and carry on what we were doing, and that's what I thought. I thought it was a bit shocking. Like it was a shock to the system that we did. We was abysmal. We were. I mean, yeah. it was so bad, wasn't it? It, it right? makes you wonder what Steve Evans and Paul Reina actually did say to him at dressing room at half time, sort of thing, because the standards from the first half to the second. It was a we're like talking cheese, weren't yeah. it? it yeah, you know, vast really it, it were really weird how they come out and. It was almost as though they come out and like they thought they'd only got to turn up mm. to yeah. win it, and it's like it's Chesterfield local derbies. You know what local derbies are all about. Steve Evans has been in business too long to know that we can't just turn up and just expect to win. You know, it was a total opposite to Port Vale. Obviously, we we never looked up to it until we scored that goal in the first half. We didn't look in in here at all. Complete opposite on Saturday. Yeah. Because we turned up at Port Vale in the second half, whereas Mansfield, we turned up for the first half, but we did for the second half. And in football these days, it's the second half is the most important half. And fair enough, we went in at half-time 1-1. We, we probably should have been winning, but you can't say probably all the time. We need, yeah. to, we need to get these goals. And I think one thing that we missed massively on Saturday was Kane Hemmings. I was just about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? Because we sit here and we talk about yeah. and we question. We slated. <laughs> we did the same thing with Conrad well, Logan. Yeah. Some, season, some people do. Some people do. Yeah, um, but it's, I don't, you, you could see that Mansfield did miss that little bit of energy up front a little. Well, bit. That cutting edge well, up front. after yeah. a little bit, 
shouldn't we have took Amari James off, who for me looked lost at times, uh, yeah. and bring Jimmy Spencer on? Yeah. Who I thought for Why the last fifteen Why did James even start? Yeah. He's, he's not the, a striker. I was thinking that. Like, I was thinking yeah. you know, over that with a starting lineup. And and also, um, CJ Hamilton. He I know he's been good. great, like for the past so many games. Mm. He looked absolutely lost and knackered as well. well we he, should have played. Paul Anderson. Yeah, it's interesting that you raise that point because obviously it must run in the blood because Peter's just messaging and saying, I think the team selection was to blame. Spencer should have started. Too lightweight up front with Rose and Sterling James. And again, I completely agree. Sterling James, I think he's got bags of talent and I think he's got bags to give. But to put him in in a local derby, yeah. I think we needed that big sort of hold-up man. Spencer's in the last couple of weeks in, in the other sort of games, in the reserve team mm. games and the friendlies and whatever, has shown what he's about in the checker trade games as well. And to have that sort of big unit up front to sort of mess, to get into their defenders, to get in the rest to wind them up a little yeah. bit. And then to get maybe even, you say Paul Anderson, Alfie Potter. He, cha- he changed he the game yeah, when he yeah, came on. Why yeah, didn't yeah. he start? Hamilton, <sighs> obviously he played Tuesday yeah. night. Hamilton have played a lot of games. We know from last season you know and, and previous history with him that his fitness is an issue should he have been rested I know he's been informed but should he have been rested mm. to give Potter a chance to bring him off as an impact yeah I mean with, with Hamilton just going back to Hamilton it, it, that one I would have said was a difficult one because yeah it's a local derby but he's been playing well now to drop him from playing well would that have knocked his confidence a little bit but by look dropping what it did him. for Danny Rose at Lincoln True, true, but I think Danny Rose and C.J. Hamilton are two different sort of pers- personalities. So, yeah, we should have played, we should have played Paul Anderson. I, you know, I stick with, we should have played Paul Anderson from the start and not played C.J. And, but, you know, are you going to bring him back against Geisley? I think, I think, I think another thing that we missed was a, a leader in midfield. Fair enough, we've got Xander Diamond at the back. Uh, controlling the back, getting them fielders before whatever. I think we missed this hard tackling player that, and I think. But for the first ten or fifteen minutes, Mellis looked like he was going to be that player. He did, he did. for the first ten fifteen minutes. He looked like he was going to be that player. And he looked really up for it. They scored and everyone's heads dropped. And I think had we played someone like Anderson or Butcher in midfield, then I think. He's yeah. got his tactics completely I mean, wrong. Anderson's, Anderson's done it. He's played in local derbies for Forest. You know, he's played. You know, he's he's done it. So he should have been in. Yeah. You know, and when we went one 0 down, we need to come together collectively as a group, sort of thing. And like you know, Evans and Rainer. What well, Rainer's Rainer's probably played in one or two local derbies, to be honest. Oh, so, for sure. You know, he knows what it's about. So like. Why not rally rally troops together and like instead of like I, I prob- they probably didn't to be honest, but not that I saw like getting onto them like rally them round and like when we went one 0 down to to keep the standards up and again when we went two one down at second half to rally them up again mm-hmm. to keep the standards that up. That second goal was just down to poor man marking. Obviously, CJ Hamilton was following uh, Kellett back. He watched into him defense. He? He just let him go. I and think. I think that's that was a pro- massive problem. Players letting your marking go. I think proactiveness, like spatial awareness, as well, was a massive problem on Saturday. And I think what, is that because CJ's young. Well, I think he Possibly. should have come off a lot earlier, CJ. Yeah, because there was many times. And I don't know who pointed this out to me. 
I don't know. I've either read it or some or somebody said it after the game. I, was, I didn't notice during the match, but there was many occasions where he was looking to the bench because he wasn't sure what to do, and it was like the occasion got to him a little bit because obviously he hasn't had that problem before, and because yeah. he, I don't know what it was, because either it wasn't going his way or, or the whole game wasn't going their way, he didn't know what to do, and that's where you need somebody who's going to take the initiative, it, like it, Anderson or somebody who's going to. We really lacked an, another experienced head on yes. Saturday. We had a very, yes. if you look at the age of that midfield. We had a very young midfield out there. I mean, Sterling James ended up playing as a winger. Obviously, McDonald will, will try harder and run day in, day out, but he's, he's still young. Byram's still a young player. Mellis is still a, a youngish player. And, and obviously, CJ on that far side, a, another young lad. And I think we just lacked that person just to, to rally us a little bit further up the pitch. Yeah. I think yeah. had you've got someone like Butter instead of Byram or whatever, or Butter instead of Mellis, I think because... Fair enough, Callum Butcher's only a young lad, but he's been there and done it at the highest standards. He played at Wembley last season in the playoff final. You can't get any bigger than that. And if you can keep your head in them sort of situations, then you can keep your head in a local derby. Mm. And I think someone like Butcher or Anderson was missed. And I think it was just getting the balance between experience and youth. Yeah. But I don't think we quite found that on Saturday. But I'd, I'd still say as well, I still like, for me, the biggest surprise or the biggest shock was at the start was just the fact that Sterling James was in instead of Spencer. I oh, see yeah. why he did it. It's because the chess for defence are pretty slow, aren't they? Yeah. So I think he was that, you're yeah. looking at his pace. Is but, it what, no. I get he put him in for that, but actually... Let's, he should have gone with Spencer because Spencer would have linked up the player so much better with with uh, with Rose. Yeah, and then Sterling James could have come on later when they're even more tired, and, and then he could have done the damage. Yeah. Because Sterling James hadn't played in any game, any competitive league game yeah. for so long. So why would he just get thrown straight? That just didn't add up to me. I don't know whether no, Spencer was agree. carrying something or, or whatever. I don't know, but for me, one hundred percent, Spencer should have been on that. Well, so you, you look at their defence. Would you have said someone like Jimmy Spencer or Lee Angle would have been better? Very big. Well, it, Angle, I think Angle might have been in. I think Angle, to be fair, may well have been in. Has he been fit? Yeah. I'll say yeah. he was. He would have started eclipsed as well, but yeah. he wasn't fit. Yeah, I'll so. say. I think it was just we just needed someone to bully their defence a little bit. Mm. And yeah. d- Danny Rose tries his best, but I don't think he's quite. He's, he's not, not got it. He's not got it. He's not got it. can't. And I think Morris Sterling James, he sat back and played that man in the whole role rather than being a striker. And Danny yeah. Rose can't do it on his own. He needs a strike partner. Yeah. And he, I think he really did miss Kate Hemmings on Saturday. Massively. Yeah. What about this comment from Michael, an interesting one? Uh, love it that Hayden White, when he lost the ball, fans got on his back until he scored. Uh, sometimes we get on the back of players too easily sometimes. Do you agree? It was a sloppy piece of play, but you know what? It shows the character of a player to go back and win it again. And it was just a little bit of spatial awareness. that He wasn't, he wasn't quite aware of what was going off. He played a poor pass, but he tried to keep going and he got the ball... Played a fantastic pass through to Amara Sterling James and then kept his head in front of goal and it was great. It was great. Good good finish. Sat the keeper down, didn't he? And yeah, good finish. Over to, over top of him. I'll say you can I mean, be... yeah, if they do something wrong, then yeah, well, we pay his money, so why don't why shouldn't we shout and have a good I, I, I disagree with that. But, we pay our money, but, but how is that going to help your team perform? But, <laughs> but then, but what I'm trying to say is, is, is yeah. 
you know, every time he gets the ball, we shouldn't think, oh no, something's going to happen exactly. here. You know, we, we should. That, if that he does something effort. wrong, you, you're kind of like, oh, come on. Yeah. You know, you, you shout at them, you know, you have a go at them, but then that mistake's done. It's gone. This, you know, you should carry on with the rest of the game, sort of thing. And that, that, that's that done. The problem with a lot of our supporters, though, is like, there's one thing that when they make a mistake, you have a bit of a groan at that point, but a lot of our supporters actually continue that. Yeah, that's the point that I'm trying helps. to make. It, yeah. it should, once they make that mistake, they made that mistake. For you know, that you should be like, oh, come on, you know, and, and like. Yeah. Get them so going many again. of our fans do it though, and that's one of the things. Like, I wish I could say everything positive about our club, but uh, some of our fans are like that, and they'd carry they on. They are, for, for and you so get that in every club, don't so you? Well, do, yeah. The boo boys had disappeared for quite a while. You see, obviously, a, a very poor October. Well, not a very poor October. But no, no, I think a very pretty, poor October is accurate. Yeah, but probably was. Obviously, they were all coming out, and Evans to Gillingham, and God knows where else they wanted to send him, but. You look at the the start in November that we had, and I think the only game that you would say that the players let us down was the Chesterfield game, and I think, oh, yeah. I think well, we, we had a hundred percent win rate before we, we yeah. went to the Chesterfield exactly. game in November. So that's like my good deal, Danks. Yeah. I thought we'd win every game, but you know what? We just didn't turn up on Saturday. Yeah. But you know what? To go November unbeaten at this time of year, we need to start grinding out results. Yeah, we'll and talk this is more, the time we're getting it. Yeah, we'll talk more about that and reflect on November very, very shortly. But I guess it just shows, doesn't it? I think it highlights what Michael said, what we've just said here as well, that the tide just turned very quickly in football. And let's let the tide turn on the podcast as well. And let's move uh, from <laughs> a bit of negative talk to a little bit of positive talk off the pitch uh, this week. The diggers, not Paul Digby, the diggers, the actual <laughs> diggers, are in as work on the training ground finally begins. The question is, though, obviously, it's been ongoing for a while, been ongoing for a, a period of time. Fantastic that we've got a bit of uh, grant money to, to, to back it up. Obviously, John and Carolyn pumping money in as well through a third company, which they're now directors of, which is, fanta- which is fantastic. Uh, great to see them continuing to support the club. But the question is, how will this help... Mansfield Town FC for me I've said that the training ground in, in terms of trying to make commercial revenue out of it in terms of you know renting pitches out yeah. and things like that I think it's a little bit too far out of the way but how will this help Mansfield Town Football Club and how will it help sell Mansfield Town FC in the future I think it's feel? I think of a massive part of the club now is it's youth academy you look at the under 18s have won this, their title two years in a row and they're, they're still players that are developing and if you've got the, the facilities to help them develop to become the best players you can be then you're going to create stars of the future you look at clubs such as uh, Doncaster for example they've got a fantastic youth system and they're doing quite well same with Crew as well and that's what Mansfield need to be aspiring to get to, bringing through these good young players from local talent yeah. which is there um we are bringing through players but the problem is at the moment we're recruiting you recruit year upon year because it's a yearly process and the problem we've got at the moment is we've got a fantastic deal with Brooksby Melton College but that ain't Mansfield that's pretty much Yorkshire Doncaster way mm. how is that developing local talent it's not is it it's not really no. and then you've got to manage that so you're getting players who are sort of looking to get a deal with Mansfield Town FC but they're training you know five days a week and doing their education all at Brooksby, so it's not local. It's it's kids from sort of that area that are be that are sort of coming through, and especially at that young level when you've got your likes of 
Dempster and, and the coaches that are all sort of involved in that setup but at that sort of age level for me it, there seems a separation between that and the youth team and that the more that goes on separation between them and the first team sorry and the more that goes on the more that gap widens it's getting a little bit too pulled apart I want everybody back together mm. and that's why this for me has got to for me, it needs to be in for next season. It needs to be done for next season. If it, even if it's just a pitch and train changing facilities and you build around it, it needs to be in. Mm. Everybody needs to be under mm. the same roof. Yeah, I mean, my dad will probably pipe up in a minute. But <laughs> um, he's always said that whenever we've won anything, apart from probably hopefully this season, we've always done it with local lads in the team. You know, we when we when we got promoted, we had Liam Lawrence, we had Lee Williamson, albeit. Or he came from Derby Way, yeah. But he's he's still he's still over here. You know, Bobby Assel, he come through the youth ranks. You know, there was all younger lads, Craig Disley, all younger lads that came through the youth team, and we actually got promoted. We're all with like other different players, like, like the class of ninety two. It's, it's yeah. like the Mansfield Town version of the class of ninety two, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Developed yeah. local talent they, who played together and together. stayed together. Yeah. yeah. And he's always said we've never won anything we unless you've got local lads in the team sort of thing. So for this to happen, I think it's going to be massive for Mansfield Town if we can get the people in and the players in that want to want to play for Mansfield Town. Because if they do, if they don't want to play for Mansfield Town, then it's it's difficult. It is, and I think if you're a player and you're looking at the training facilities, you want somewhere nice. You want a nice where you looked after and things like that. But I yeah. think another thing as well, if you're a youth player and you're looking locally, the problem is at the minute, you look at what Forest have got, you look at what Derby have got, the facilities they've got in terms of blooding youngsters. I mean, a big draw for Forest would have been Jack Lester before obviously yes. he took the Chesterfield job because he's got a proven record of developing players. John Dempster is getting that. But and obviously winning titles and things like that. But one thing we're not doing is it's not in our area. It does seem just like it's our name attached to it. It's like the Mansfield Matters podcast branching out to Germany and, and, and just having that brand. You know what I mean? Like twinning with a town in Germany. <laughs> it's just our brand name. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? It, it seems so separate. So I think to have the training ground there, that's going to really help bring it a little yeah. bit back local, and hopefully that will develop. But we also need to make sure that the youngsters are getting blood through to the first team and that progression is there and, and I think we need to I know they're doing it already but they need to branch out a little bit more with football in the community and get around the schools and things like that and once this training development's like up and running go to the schools and show the show the schools what we've actually got so it actually gets the young young kids involved you know young kids who's like in the football teams at the school, kind of thinking, well, I wouldn't mind going there sort of thing as I progress. Yeah. You know, yeah. get get them interested at an early age and get them in and get them trained up sort of thing. And that's really. the thing, isn't it? It's, you remember when you were at school and you used to all sort of, you'd be non-uniform day and you'd go in your football shirts. I went to a school in Rainworth and I was the only one in a Mansfield shirt. I'm scoring Chesterfield now. I was definitely the only one in a Mansfield shirt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the real that reason why you're blind. Somebody just yeah. makes your eyes. You're definitely brave with me. I got yeah. some stake for that. Oh, well, yeah, you, you look at the youth talent that's come through like recently. You look at someone like Zane Hakim. Uh, obviously, under Adam Murray, he got his chance, played a couple of games, and since then has sat sat on the bench. 
mm. not even you know, occasionally getting reserve games uh, blast from the past Jack Thomas he got his chance couldn't prove himself sent out on loan come back not proved himself Liam Marsden's another one uh, Liam Marsden was a massive waste of talent the wide there's a little bit of blame which should get onto Adam Murray's shoulders there because he was a he had potential to be a real, real mm. good right back for him. That long throw was just unbelievable. I watched him as a, I think as a 16 year old when he was in the youth team in that youth team that won the old uh, football youth conference youth alliance. You know the likes of Adam Soames and Scott Rogers and players like that who came through and watched him there and just thought he's going to be a decent first team player for us. And he's I think he's at AFC Mansfield now and that's that's disappointing to look at those names who we've had in the youth team the last couple of years and to say yeah well actually not one of them's gone on to do anything good well that's saying not the, one the club's not had the, the facilities to develop them any further they've got to the first team they've not been able to give them the ch- they've took a chance and been put in the first team might have proved himself one game got themselves an extra game but from there they just couldn't de- develop any further because the the, pe- the staff weren't there to yeah. help them but just to throw a spanner in the works, if we do get all this sorted, would Steve Evans even be bothered with well, that's, it? That's the question, isn't you it? You know, because he's, yeah, he's brought Jack Thomas back from Boston from being on loan, but we've not seen him. And he, he's, and he's, he's, he's promises said, he's that he'll be involved. Yeah, and not since he's come back, he's not, he's not been even in the squad. Did so, he even play in the checker trade thing? I, I don't think don't, he did, did no, he, in the Everton game? no. So it, it's like, so is is he actually bothered about the youngsters of Mansfield, or you know, is he? You know, we we're spending all this money, but is he actually going to utilise these youngsters that's coming through? Exactly. And as a young player, that uh, for me, if you looked at Steve Evans' record, you'd be thinking, yeah, I want to play under him because he's a successful man. Exactly. And if you know, if you're a youngster and you're out training at, at Brooksby, for example. How often is Steve Evans watching a, tra- a young youth team training session? Yeah. Is he just getting emails from John Dempster and just clicking markers red? You know, is uh, it? You don't know, do you? Exactly. Is, Whereas my point things. is, if they're all under the same roof and they're all on this new training ground, which hopefully will be next season, now the diggers have started rolling in, at least there might be that. The, the, the conversations might, around the training ground yeah. between the staff and Evans might think, all right, I might go and have a, a watch of that wee kid. Yeah. And then he might just sort of just peek over and have a little look and then. Next thing he's sending Paul Rayner to watch a training session. Next thing he's being pulled into the training session, and it snowballs. And yeah, I think everyone's a winner under that, aren't they? And then, and then other other players that have seen that might automatically think, you know, I want a bit of that. And then they might start, you know, coming through. And then, you know, it, it, like you say, it snowballs. Yeah, it, it lifts the game because. Because if they know that Steve Evans is going to come and watch you, mm. you're gonna you're gonna put ten percent on what you're giving it anyway. So you know it, it could only be well, it might only be a good thing for us. But like I say, it's if Steve Evans so is actually interested. At the minute, our youth team, there's no prize at the end of it. There's not. There's, there's nothing it's there. A, for it's them. just going through the system, isn't it? Exactly, and and I feel for them, for hoping them. that a, a a local non-league team such as your Alfred and AFC Mansfield, your Clipston, places like that, that have are known for taking on Mansfield Town players, then that's the only prize they get at the end of it. There's no guaranteed. 
Yeah. You get a chance in the manager team. You don't even get the professional contract or anything like that at the end of it. And even those that that have got professional contracts, Zane Hakim's, all that, them sort of players, uh, Louis Danqua, another one, um, they've not got anything from their professional contracts. They're just not even getting reserve football, never mind first team football. And that's because we've got so big a squad to try and achieve promotion in. In in the league, so it's, that's it's the like, problem. Is it is it the pressure though? Like you know, a lot of money being put into into this first team. Well, is that put, the it, got? put it this way: if you've got a, a squad of what 24, 25 players, maybe even twenty six. Um, don't know the exact figure off the top of my head, but let's just say for argument's sake, twenty four. Well, it's a strong. It's a strong squad. Mm. No, there's no starting eleven, second eleven. It is a squad. And if 11 aren't playing in the first team, 11 are going to play in the reserves to yeah. keep fit and then you younger players aren't going to get a look in. So there is a little bit of that in there, but, yeah. you know. And that's, that's the problem though, isn't it? I mean, as much as we'd love to see the likes of Jack Thomas and that playing yeah. for us, when he was playing for us a few weeks, well, a few months back, we was all saying he wasn't delivering. So exactly. That is, how do you bridge that gap, really? That's the, that's the hard thing. And I think that's something that, well, that's I haven't got the answer to, but the, the, the club have got to find that the answer to that one I think certainly so and we talk about obviously you know the development in house but as a brand at the moment I think Mansfield Town have had plenty of ticks go against their name uh, this week obviously um, I was anyone out of the four of us that are here at the minute that was there on, on Tuesday night uh, witnessed 45 minutes of football <laughs> and then a blackout which yeah. uh, if you watch the if you go back on the videos on this page by the way facebook.com forward slash mcfc matters if you uh, listen to the audio version of this I did a bit of an impromptu sort of thing at half time because it was basically too cold to type um, and as I was doing it as I was talking about the game bang lights out yeah. complete <laughs> darkness utter utter darkness and uh, yeah it was it was quite funny the game didn't restart but there was 7-0 up at half time they played a Steve Evans promised to send a strong side down and boy did he send a strong side down there um, but it was a great show of, of community spirit and to be fair one thing I have to praise and I'm sure you'll all, all agree is the attitude from the players because they didn't just go out there and just knock the ball around and, and just sort of try and mess about with it they were hungry and they wanted to win the game it was a very competitive 45 minutes of football and that's got to be pleasing hasn't it mm. also yeah. you look at players that have been fringe players recently so like Callum Butcher putting in did he score a hat trick a hat trick yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll say uh, is that a shout for uh, Sunday I keep trying to say Saturday Sunday. against Guysley yeah. it's Sunday it does throw me off all week this week well, it just feel weird because it's Friday not Thursday but there you go look at players that have been slightly on the fringe of the starting 11 so like your Callum Butchers your Paul Andersons your well, he scored twice Anderson. well exactly yeah. one all... phenomenal bicycle kick beard power <laughs> beard power <laughs> oh by the way my beard's gone so oh, oh. mine's coming yeah, <laughs> you just passed it on yeah but these players that, need, that have tried to prove themselves then it's been a perfect opportunity, and I think you could you definitely say there'll be changes on Sunday, and I'd I'd hope that Callum Butcher does come in because if you, if you're scoring a hat trick, in fair enough, it's only against um, an yeah, that, NCL Northern that, Division. That, that's team. the only thing that's going around my head at the minute. It's like it's only Clipston, yeah. So you know, if we was doing it against you know. Man City reserves or something like that. Yeah, then it's yeah, like, yeah, so well, yeah, he deserves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but it's only clips them. But on the flip side, is it? Is it, it you've still got to be there to put ball in that. It's mm. a confidence boost as well, and I think obviously Callum Butcher came in and put in a, a good performance in his first game at Carlisle, and since then has been slight. It's the classic. Start one in debut, drop like a stone. Well, yeah, situation, and then, isn't it? I think it's yeah. been down to a confidence thing a lot of the time with our players uh, this season. We've not had the confidence to go forward. And I think if, if yeah. yeah, it's against a non-league team, but if you've got the confidence and the ability to go and score a hat trick in forty-five minutes, then surely that must bode well. I, I, I think never mind the the, the confidence factor or, or the, their ability factor, and forget who you're playing against. I think the most important thing is their attitude of how they went out into mm. that game. Exactly. exactly. Like you said, they could have gone out and just think. Oh well, this is against Clipston, you know, they're in this league, uh, blah blah blah. They're not putting the effort, but actually, um, obviously, I wasn't there. But by the sounds of it, they, they very well did, and that is exactly the attitude you're going to need against you guys, Lee. That's yeah. it, and, and that's that's the pleasing thing. One question, though, obviously, um, we know that the game was to raise money for Clipston after they had their clubhouse vandalised and things like that, which was just a, a shocking act and should never yeah. should never happen. Not but we've played Rainworth, we've played Clipston. Obviously, we've got the reserves there as well, but we moan about this week in, week out, yeah. and I will keep moaning about it until something is done about it, uh, that we can't go and watch it, because nine times out of ten, it's during the day. Whereas games like this, which are designed to try and get a few fans through the gates, help them out a little bit financially and, and whatever, and give players minutes, we've got the squad for it, we've already established yeah, that. Yeah. Would you like to see more games like this to help out local clubs? There's lo- no end of local non-league clubs who could do with a little bit of help out. Who've helped us in the past, not just your Rainworths and your Clipstons and things like that. You know, you, you can branch out a little bit wider to Nottinghamshire as, as a whole. Mm. Would you like to see maybe one game of, of those a month? Maybe just you know just to. I don't, I don't, not I don't, think, it, I don't, I don't know if it would work. It, I mean, the reason why it's so popular is obviously the circumstance behind it. You think that every month you really think people are going to show up? Yeah, there is that. that. That's all. That's all I think about it. I, I just, I, I'd like, I'd love could, to think people would, but could we not bring like back like whether you guys remember it or not? County Cup. I remember the remember County that. Cup. Yeah. Why don't we bring County Cup back and yeah. have all these little non-league clubs make some money for them, yeah. and then you know we we go through and then at the end of it somebody wins a cup. Maybe yeah. our own little, you sort know, of, maybe our own yeah. sort of organised. Competition between you know the Mansfield Matters Cup, the Mansfield Ma- the Mansfield <laughs> Matters exactly. Trophy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all good fun. Maybe yeah. you know, Craig's paid for the sponsorship. Really that. <laughs> uh, John and Carolyn. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that's a good idea. The county, something yeah, like that, about something idea. something like that. So it's yeah. it's worth playing in it. Yeah, because you know that you're going to get something end of it. If if it's all just. Oh, you know, we it's played. Friendly, it's another friendly. That's it. It's done. Then. But like, if we brought back like the county court or yeah. the Mansell Matters Trophy or whatever it's called, <laughs> yeah. at least at I the think end, we should go with the Mansell Matters Trophy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? And at least there's something to play for at the end of it. And this it, mug, this mug is the main prize. The Mansell yeah. Matters <laughs> Trophy. It's been used for many years. It has. Know, they, they still might not be bothered about it, but at least. They're getting game time, yeah, and you know the the fitness levels are, are keeping up, and yeah, exactly. You know, if we send a strong team out to your Clipstons or your Ennis and they knock us out, that's yeah. going to be a scalp to them, isn't it? Exactly. To be honest, yeah. so you know, what, why game. not bring something yeah. back? It's game and half yeah. for them to play in as well, isn't it? Exactly. exactly yeah. yeah. And so they host, it, host it at their grounds, and they can sort the rest out between themselves. You know, look at the clubs who we do who support us and who we send players to Rainworth 
clips to you've got your other ones as well who were sending younger players to you know your Eastwoods in olden days yeah your, your teams like that you know your Hensfords where you know the teams were playing sending players to so it it could be done mm. John and Carolyn Mansfield Matters trophy let's get let's make it a thing yeah yes. let's make it a thing here first <laughs> yeah let's make it a thing uh, obviously we're talking this week obviously looking ahead to Sunday FA Cup the return of two Adam Murray and, and Paul Cox first and foremost uh, let's get this little bit of discussion uh, out of the way will they be applauded or yes. will they be booed what do you think Cam? applauded Got to be applauded. Applauded, definitely. Anyone who boos them will feel the wrath of me. Anyone around (laughs) me will feel the wrath. That's the thing, you look at the Mansfield pass and you'd say without them pay, we'd probably still be dwindling down in the conference. To to be fair, Adam Murray, if it weren't for Adam Murray at times, literally on his own sometimes, carrying us over the line Mm. in like the 90 odd minute, and he used to say. He used to say after games he's he shot it from his waist downwards, but yeah. that next game he he put his boots on and gear one hundred and fifty percent again. So many injections, you know, so many different. So you yeah. know, you got to respect the bloke. And exactly, he, I don't care where he manages. Uh, he's no. still blue and yellow. Exactly, yeah, he's still yeah. blue and yellow. He, he gave it his best shot as manager. He didn't have the resources, which is is fair enough. We're all going through a, a spell where you know we're trying to tighten our belts. He will question and. One thing which did annoy me, there was an interview with, with both of them and I didn't take too kindly to one of the, the questions which was asked, was, uh, which was about the budget. Yes. Different circumstances, different times, irrelevant, doesn't mm. matter. You're going to have to give a budget if you're getting a manage, manager like Steve Evans. It, it's a fact of life. Paul Cox did it. Yeah, he did it's it with, yeah, true. exactly. Yeah. Without, without the money yeah. that Steve Evans has got, Paul yeah, Cox did it. Yeah. And that's one thing Paul Cox can have over Steve Evans. Steve yeah. Evans can shout his one nine promotions. Yeah. And Steve, Paul Cox can say, I did it on a shoestring. Yeah, exactly. well, he did have a little bit of a budget, didn't he? In the, well, con- well, for the con- conference bit. level, he had a yeah. Bit. yeah. The conference level, yeah. But yeah, nothing in comparison to what obviously Steve Evans is working yeah. now. So. And one thing which, which struck me about that interview, though, was I had to turn it off at one point because I was actually starting to well up a little bit. Paul Cox was asked about his, his memories of Mansfield and whether he still you know, looked back and he said, I always look out for the results. And in my living room, I've got a, a photo of my daughter with the championship medal yeah. around her neck. And next to it, I've got a photo of this man and pointed to Adam Murray holding the trophy off. And he said, that still gets me a lump in the throat when I, every time I look at it. If you think, you know, it's a tough thing to walk away from a job you obviously love and, and did for so long. And you may complain about the style of football and, you know, the, the, the way we, in which we got promoted. But at the end of the day, it was successful. Mm. And if anybody cared about Mansfield Town, I think it was... I think it was I think it was him yeah. so that's that's saying Mans, the Stags took a massive rip <laughs> <laughs> that's put me off now <laughs> behave <laughs> um, obviously Stags took a massive risk taking out Paul Cox obviously he'd, he'd got promotions with Eastwood but it's but it's in essence lower lower it's, level it's yeah. Eastwood yeah so it's it's your local leagues so to take a massive risk and to bring him in and in the first season, deliver as a playoff season. Mm. What yeah. it was pretty decent going, and then to the following season to back it up and win the championship. But yeah, he backed it up, didn't he, when he first came? Because mm. he said he'd never finished lower. Yeah. Than the season previous. Yeah. He, he never, never finished lower, and he never, he never did, did for Mansfield. Never, never did. Never did. It one hundred percent 
And if it wasn't, like I say, if, if it wasn't for them and it wasn't for Coxie and what he did at the conference, we, we would not be in the position we are now. Yeah. So. No, we wouldn't. You're right. I, I think people are more inclined to boo and, and give a bad reception to Adam Murray because he wasn't a success as a manager and, you know, he, he, was, he didn't perhaps deliver or whatever. But I think you've got to look beyond that sometimes. Yeah. He tried. He, yeah. The thing was with Murray is he brought his, he's brought his mates in. Yeah, because he didn't know. He had no one. Yeah. For and me, he, he had he, no budget and he had no experience at that he, level. And he, he was in the fire. Yeah. He was in the fire. He could have done with somebody like Billy Dearden. Yeah. Or as a a Keith Curl yeah. is his number two. Because yeah. I think at times Adam run out of ideas. Yeah. And he didn't know what to do and he didn't know who to turn to. Yeah. And, and his number it, two was Richard Cooper, who was it, just like. Yeah. You know, exactly, and I think his mate. <laughs> I think he was more worried that he would lose his job, and his number two would take his job yeah. because they wanted the job sort of thing, and they were yeah, only going to help Adam Murray out. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was a voice in his head kind of saying to him, "They'll try and get you." Which sacked. with Adam Murray, I can, get you I can tell you, sort of thing. He's a top bloke, and I, I love him to pieces, and he will always be a hero of mine. But with Adam Murray, that will be one hundred percent true. Yes, yeah, yeah. When you have demons, demons never die. Exactly, and, and that's the thing. And he'll have that voice in his head all the while saying, "They're trying to get you sacked. Yeah, they're trying to get you sacked. They want your job." And when he cares about it so much as well, that's yeah. even more. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Also, so can, that's probably why I never had a. You can tell two. the guy who bled blue and yellow, and you. The old thing about don't return to former clubs. This man did it what three, four times. Yeah. Four in the end. So yeah. to to do that shows that you are committed to the cause and yeah. to step up from player to assistant and then to go on and manage the first team. I think I think possibly you get the, the involvement he had in the youth team as well there. Exactly as well. Exactly. As well. He did and, well there as well. And I think it was very hard done to to get thrown into the job yeah because I think oh, Mansfield took the cheap option a lot of the time yeah and yes. took assistant managers on yes. and rather than finding somebody else and I think he was chucked in at the deep end and if he'd have, if he'd have gone and managed someone and obviously he fell out with Paul Cox and he sent him out to was it Rainworth Rainworth, Rainworth. So you look at somewhere else Fair enough. He came yeah. back. At, we'll come top. to that later. This time top. soon. <laughs> well, so going back to that sort of stuff, it's like fair enough. He, he got chucked in the deep end. If he'd have managed someone such as Rainworth, got a feel for the lower leagues, worked his way up. Yeah. Then did to it become, the wrong way around, didn't he? He did. He's gone from the top down. But you know what? He's done the best thing for himself now. Him and Paul Cox. They cleared the year ages ago. Obviously, they had the friendly between Barrow and, and Boston in pre-season. They cleared the year way before that and long before that and. I know for a fact Paul Cox rang him after Cox left and when Murray got the job full time and said, I'm always here. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. always here. And they they were successful together and they will be at, at Geisley. And, you know, fingers crossed that continues. But on that subject, we do have a bit of a quiz. It is quiz time. Oh, we love quiz time, don't we? We We have a prize. I mean, I did open a packet of biscuits, but it looks like I've opened, I'm the only one who's eaten one. Uh, we right. have... Um, do you want the biscuits? Yeah. I'll, move, I'll move your mug out of the way. There you go, you got them? Really? There he is really again. Hard. You got yes, the biscuits. Well, there you go. Uh, the prize is this box of frosted fancies. Unopened, Christmas special, obviously. Uh, they are, uh, if anyone's not had these before, they are 
daintily sponge fantasies with a vanilla flavour topping all hidden beneath the soft icing for a delicious snowy treat. 5,000 calories. All the, all the cakes are <laughs> available, of course. But Mr Kipling, if you want to send us a lorry load, I'll uh, email you my address. Mm-hmm. Eight, there's eight in this box, nice little bites unopened. Oh, they are the well. prize. We are playing for them. Uh, what I was going to do is we are going to play a game called 20 Questions. No, not that, not that 20 Questions. Uh, what I was going to do is I was going to split you up into two teams, but obviously Mark uh, is unable to, to join us tonight due to a broken down bus. Um, so we are instead going to, you are going to play it against each other. Okay. Uh, no, you are going to play it individually. Um, so what I'm going to do is, is this basically, um, we're going to do our closest to question. The person who gets closest to the figure that I'm looking for will be in possession of the cakes. Then you've got to keep answering the questions right I've heard to this stay idea in possession before. of the cakes. <laughs> Originality. Do you know what time I wrote this quiz today? Or about 20 minutes ago. 4.55 <laughs> I wrote this quiz today, so that's, that's been <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forward so. thinking. So there you go. Uh, basically what we're going to do um, is, as Paul Cox and Murray return to the Moncourt Stadium, I'm going to obviously split you up individually. I'm going to ask you um, 20 questions with particular emphasis on the season where they fired us back into the Football League. However, there will be a few curveballs in there as well, which could be from other seasons that Cox or Murray... With the man, the main man in the dugout. Do we get it so far? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I'm looking for the number, the figure you get when you add the number of goals scored against Barrow in the 2012-13 season, both home and away, to the attendance for the season's final game against Wrexham, multiplied by Matt Green's squad number. So it's a big figure. And uh, Simon, I'm going to put you on the spot first oh. and get you to guess first. Thanks. <laughs> So I'm looking for the number of goals scored against Barrow in the 2012-13 season, home and away. <coughs> Add that to the attendance for the season's final game against Wrexham, multiplied by Matt Green's squad number. Give me a figure. I don't know. 20,000. 20,000, OK. <coughs> I'm going to let Nathan go next, then. Um, 73,000. 73,000. And then, Cam, what are you going to go for? 72,000 72,000 oh. uh, nearest to the answer, the correct answer is 64,060 oh. which means Cam yeah. uh, you get to be in possession first uh, I'll run through the maths for you 12 was the number put them back on the table <laughs> uh, 12 was the in fact just for that <laughs> 12 was the number of goals uh, home and away against Barrow the attendance for the season's final game was 6,394 plus 12 is 6,406 multiplied by Matt Green's squad number which was Ten. Ten is obviously sixty-four thousand sixty. Probably got over seven thousand against Rex. So there That's you nine. go. Uh, right then, just under. So there you go. It was, wasn't it? Cam, you're in possession first. Um, need an an- need a- an answer pretty much straight away. No d- dwelling on-, on this. Please want to get through this. Are you ready? Right. Yep. Simon, are you ready? Because you're next. In- you're next if he gets this wrong. Okie dokie. Okay. And then Nathan, obviously, yep. it's you. Um, so, twenty questions. On Paul Cox and Adam Murray. Here we go. Mansfield kicked off their. I like his tune, he's doing music, man. Carry on. I mean, I can edit one in later. No, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to carry on for now, no, on, we're going to have Gangan Glock at end. Maybe. Mansfield kicked off their road to League Two with a friendly against Leamington, but who scored the game's only goal from the penalty spots? Matt Green. Correct answer. Who inflicted the Stags' first defeat of the season? Newport. Wrong answer. Simon, same question. Got to get it right to stay in possession. Oh, God. Um, 
Who inflicted the Stags' first defeat of the season? First defeat of the season. Actually, I'm thinking you might be right. And that's I annoying. Think he, I think he is right. You Which know, season? The conference right. winning season. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely right. Newport. Newport, Newport won 4-3. 4-3. I'm yeah. the wrong way around. So, come on, yes. uh, you stay in possession. Because I was going to say Newport too. Why have I got to see that? You can, now you really can tell that I wrote it at 5 yeah. 5. <laughs> Bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> it's live. <laughs> Gutted. Um, so, can you still in possession? Sorry about that. That's <laughs> oh, alright. <laughs> Moving on. I, I only want to the, the, the French Francis, I, I might be able to deal with that, to be honest. Mansfield drew only five games in the uh, conference winning season. Three out of the five, same possession, please. Three out of the five teams. Oh, jeez. Um, <coughs> oh, I don't know. Pass. Okay, Do Simon, me. three out of the five. Luton. One. Oh. Wrexham keep guessing uh, you've got five, that's two guesses you've got three you've got four more guesses three more guesses you need two more right Stags drew so five sorry. games that season uh, only five league games that season tell me the opposition please Luton is one you've had a guess at Wrexham Tamworth you've had a guess at Tamworth you've only got one right you need to get the next two right to stay in possession <laughs> I know. I, I can't remember what happened yesterday. Never oh, mind. No. <laughs> I can remember definite two. Jeez. You can pass if you want and put the pressure on Nathan, but he gets uh, another. F- he gets another five games. Alfredton. No, one more. So in fact, you've, you <coughs> can't get it. I don't so. know. Nathan, you got five attempts. Oh, Luton. Yeah, Luton is one. Kidderminster. No. Oh Christ! There we go. Three more attempts. Um, Newport. No, two more attempts. You've got to I'm get two I'm right. Same teams here. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you a clue. Yeah. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, pipe down. <laughs> you, you went to college then. Did you? Yeah. You went to college there to learn. To learn oh, yeah, yeah, Hereford. Oh, there's one. We need one more. <laughs> one more. <laughs> I'm not going to get this one, so don't worry about it. Come on. One, get, um, get it right. And you, you're in possession. Do I have to hurry? York City? No! Oh, we drew with Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln would have been another one. Uh, the other two were AFC Telford and Neaton. Cam, you're in possession. Oh, Question four. The Stags went on a tremendous run post January, but which team demented. Uh, which team <laughs> then. <laughs> de- <laughs> de- 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 <laughs> Chesterfield. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. So, we do want to present. <laughs> Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, the stage went on a tremendous post run. Oh, the stage went on. Professional gang. I win. <laughs> the stage went on a tremendous run post January, but which team dented their early promotion hopes, winning 2 1 after going a goal down with three games to go in the season? It was indeed. He's still in possession. Question five. Several players at the club disappeared off the first team radar, but what was the name given to the special club by the players involved, which became infamous on social media? What was the group called where the excluded players, excluded senior players, were sent off to train away from the first team? What was it called? Pass. Okay, Simon. I have no idea. I'll give you a clue, Nate, because I don't want to come to <laughs> <you>. <laughs> The stack's great. 
stacked ground is based on this street. Think about where that's where Telford Bottom is. Quarry Club. Quarry Club. Quarry Club. Correct answer. his voice. Cam, do you, do, do you see like this help here? Yeah, only slightly. <laughs> I'm blind. So I'm slightly. <laughs> so, so we just act blind to it. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Sorry, Nate. <laughs> Question six. Who was the first signing made by Cox once promoted into the football league? Tough tackling Liverpool in. Is it? It was Jamie McGuire. It was Jamie McGuire. I was going so it's good to have you seen <laughs> Question seven. Which defender retired after winning the conference title? No clues on this one. Which defender retired after winning the conference title? Play for all. Correct. Didn't even need any help on that one. Who had numerous issues with the dislocating shoulders leading to the nickname Lee Iron Beavers. Man? It was Lee Beavers. Well done. Now we're rolling, you see. Yes, come on. Things didn't always go smoothly. Which defeat led to my infamous get back on the bus and come back when you've grown some Cambridge. Oh. It was Cambridge. I love listening to that on <laughs> We'll get it in. <laughs> Go on, fight, you fight, find uh, it, we'll play it after. On it. Uh, against which side did Paul Cox record his last victory as Stag's manager? Oh. Against which side did Paul Cox record his last victory as Stag's oh, manager? <laughs> way too long. Um. Against which side did Paul Cox record his last victory as Stags manager? Oh, I, I'm going to have to just venture a guess. I can't. I don't know. Have a guess. Um, Wickham. Cam, against which, oh, we never beat which Wickham, side did Paul Cox record his last <laughs> victory as Stags manager? Oh, jeez. I going to say bad guess. I'm going to go back to that. Morgan. Simon, <laughs> against which side did Paul Cox... <laughs> Against which side did Paul Cox record his last victory as Stag manager? Northampton. It wasn't. Nathan, you're back in possession. The answer was Carlisle. That's why I was going to not go there. No, no, he wasn't. <laughs> Who finished the as the club's second top goal scorer in the year we got promoted? Matt Green was top goal scorer. Who was second top goal scorer? Yeah, we got promoted. Indeed. No one knows. It's probably Exodus Cahagan. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what you're going to go for? Yeah, I'll go with that. Cam. <laughs> Who finishes the club's te- second top goal scorer of the year we got promoted? The season we got promoted? Luke Jones? <sighs> My! The answer was Lee Stevenson. Nathan, it's back to you. I don't even know he scored one. Which defender had two spells under Paul Cox wearing number six both times but was not part of our promotion-winning season? Played Exo was... No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, he had two spells, damn it. Ah, he didn't wear number six. There's the clues in the question. Cam, which defender had two spells under Paul Cox wearing number six both times but was not part of our promotion winning season? Martin Riley. It was Martin uh, Riley. Yeah. Question 13. Which former Paul Cox player is now playing in the Premier League after <laughs> rising up through the division? Premier League? Yeah. Oh, Sam Clocus. Oh. Yes, Sam Clocus. Who Question. wasn't good enough to play for Manchester? No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. Now it gets interesting again. Here we go. Uh, there are two players remaining at the club signed by either Cox or Murray, but who are they and who signed them? Need both Ooh. the names and the manager who signed them, please. Two players currently remaining. 
signed by either Cox or Murray. Who are they and who signed them? Reese Bennett, signed by Adam Murray, and Danny Rose, signed by Adam Murray. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to, I'm going to give you that. There's, there's one of them. There's two more. Yeah. There's Reese Bennett Lee. and Christian Pierce. Uh, Christian Pierce. Mal Bennett. Mal. That's it. <laughs> Do you know what? I've completely forgot about Reese Bennett and uh, Danny Rose. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, well, I just throw a spanner in his works yeah. there. <laughs> I found that clip from Cambridge, yeah, by the way. We'll, we'll play that in a bit. <laughs> Oh Christ! It's <laughs> going really well. Oh dear. <laughs> Question fifteen, and God help me, let's get to twenty quick. John Dempster played how many games under Paul Cox and Adam Murray? Oh what? Oh. According to Wikipedia. Oh okay. <laughs> Six, Sixty-three. Oh, go on. Sixty-two. Oh. Sixty-four. Oh. Sixty-nine. Oh. oh. <laughs> Kevin's <laughs> back with you though. Yes. Duke of Porgy, that's Duke of Porgy, is an anagram of which midfielder who Brandy. played one game I know, under Paul Cox during the promotion season. Duke of Porgy, that's D U K E O F P O R G Y. This guy was a legend, midfield general. Played one game at the infamous and the infamous Cambridge. <laughs> no, it, I don't know. Don't, it was a Cambridge one, but there you go. Uh, but he played. He played. Yeah, a handful of games, maybe one. <laughs> a handful of games. No. I might get this one right. Is it Godfrey? Yes! yes, get him! Come on! Get <laughs> in there, Simon. You're still in possession. Question seventeen. Paul Cox and Adam Murray did have a falling out once, but which non-league clubs was the then stag skipper and assistant manager loaned out to? The two clubs, please. Renneth. Yep. And... What's it works up? Correct answer. Well done. Still in possession. Three questions to go. Who did the stags play on this day in 2012 in the FA Cup second round? What was the score and who were the three goal scorers? I need all of them to progress, please. Second round... I've got it. Would have been Lincoln. Correct. Yep. Score? Uh, 2-1. Wrong, Nathan. Damn! 1-0. No. Cam, the not, hint's in the question. Was it not 2-1? No, three three goal scorers. It was 3-3 three, three at Sinsel Bank. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's right, so I need two the three one. goal scorers. Yeah, 2-1. Three oh. goal scorers. That's what the home game. No, yeah, no, I thought you meant two one. There is no. Which I was thinking of oh, night lives. No, I was thinking two one. Yeah, it'd have been this weekend. He might have picked you soon though. Goal scorers, please. Yeah. So it'd be Louis Briscoe, Matt Green, and Matt Reed. He's done it. Well done, Council in possession. Two the order. Uh, no, uh, no. Uh, right, two questions well. to go because this one's going to be funny. Um, Name a maximum of the eight. Name a maximum of eight of the sixteen-man squad to face Wrexham in our final game in the conference. Oh, he's got All this right. one. Got this. Uh, this one's in bag. Luke Jones. Do you mean minimum eight? Correct. Yeah. John Dempster. Shut up, Nate. <laughs> yes. Alan Marriott. Correct. Three. Adam Murray. Four. Matt Green. Five. Matt Reed. Six. Lee Beavers. Seven. Lee Stevenson. Eight. Carry on. Carry on. Let's see if we can get them all. Um, I think we should make them get them all now, don't you? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah, Greg Taylor. Correct. Taylor. Oh, he pulled that one out of that, didn't he? 
We're making you get them all right now. I know. That's it, has gone up to 11 yeah. now. It's not what? What? I'm impressed that I remember yeah, I this. I the whole 16. That's 16. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, and then once you've got stacked, we want Wrexham as well. Colin Daniel. Colin Daniel, because Dave Artell absolutely flattened him. Yeah. And... Come on, keep going this time. Oh, Jesus. Is that all the centre mid? No, it's not. It's not centre mid. Yeah, there is. No, You're missing the centre mid, a right wing, a left wing, and the remaining subs, please. How am I missing all that? I've got 10. Yeah, I, well, I want the full 16. Oh, how am I meant to do this? Oh. Well, you started off player. so cocky, so I thought I'd try and bring you down a bit. <laughs> Revenge for getting all these questions wrong. Um, Linda Meekle. Correct. That's the full 11 that started. No, it's not the full 11 that started. You're no, missing, what is it You're not? missing two of the starting 11. <sighs> What's he missing? Right wing, centre mid. Right wing and centre mid. You can pass if you oh, want. Oh, Louis Briscoe. Correct. I was say, you haven't said him yet. Yeah, that's, that's the most obvious one. Centre mid. Can you remind me who I've said? Marriott, Beavers, Dempster, Jones, Taylor, Briscoe, Murray, Blank, Meekle, Stevenson, Green. Who was the centre mid for that game? For that season? You've got four more to get. Oh, Jesus Christ. Pass and, if you want. Uh, Pass on a postcard. As soon as you get one wrong, it goes it goes across. Shane Redmond was on the bench. No, he wasn't. wasn't. That's oh, move on. I got, I got the eight. This is I'm fixed. Look, looking, I got the eight that yes. I'm looking for the four remaining, please. Four remaining? Yeah. There are four I think I did very well then. You did I got, I got well, the eight. So you did do very well. Rot. Ryan Tafazoli there. No, Nathan. Four more, please. <sighs> he was on crutches at the time. There's two players I've got in my head. Go on. Chris Clements. Well done, Cam. Do you want to finish <sighs> it off? Do you want a chance to finish it off or should I just put you out of your misery? Put his eyes Anthony Howell. He was oh, on the bench, came on. Oh, he Jesus! Start. He started alongside Adam Murray in the midfield. I want to say Andy Todd, but it's not. No, it's not Andy Todd. Oh, You're going to kick yourself. You are literally going to kick yourself. We all know it, don't we? Adam Chapman! Oh, oh God. And then the remaining two, the remaining two subs uh, were Jake Spate and Sir Richie of Sutton. Ah, uh, fair Cam. enough. Cam. I, I got the eight. He did get the eight. That was impressive. So, though. I got enough, ten, though. Um... So you got it wrong, so Simon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fixed. It's it, it's back to you. <laughs> Which player who later signed for the Stags prevented a potential trip to Wembley in Cox's first season, scoring the winning goal for York City in the playoff semi-finals? That would be Matty Blair. Congratulations, help yourself to a box of cake. I think fixed. we can all... Or happily say we're relieved Six. to get that quiz out of the way. My yeah. grandma would be proud because I got these every Sunday every time I went round. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Isn't that nice? It's like it's meant to be. Have a biscuit instead. I mean, if you ask him nicely, he might give you one of the... Ca- I mean, I'm hoping he'll share them out. I mean, is, is he going to sulk for the rest of the... Help yourself. Oh, no, it's all right. No, go on. I'll mean it. No, it's all right. I don't, I'm, I'm not just saying it's on camera. But I was just really impressed <laughs> that I got... <laughs> Me, I, I was just really impressed <laughs> that I got more than eight. Well, I was as well. <laughs> um, obviously, that. in there we did mention the run, and you said it was your favourite thing. And I feel a bit bad for making you go from eight to all the sixteen. So go on, play it, play it, play what? The oh run, yeah, that the run, the run at Cambridge. <laughs> yes. Make sure you turn your volume up and as close as you can, please. Uh, throw on that far side. It's longing towards the area. Knocked out with three shots. Fantastic finish. It has to be said from the number 
2016, Ross Jarvis. But Mansfield did deal with it. It was a long throw. That meant Mansfield's speciality. The flick on was good. Didn't, didn't block anything inside the box. He was four Cambridge shirts inside the box. And it was slammed home well. 4-0, game over. Mansfield time. Get your coats. Get back on the team bus. And come back when you've grown some. 4-0 Cambridge lead. And this is embarrassing to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The extended highlights of the Barrow game. Well, there you yeah. go. We, we love, we love a bit of uh, the extended highlights from the Barrow game. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I hope you enjoyed that sort of little sort of reminiscence quiz. I mean, Kintella wrote it at five two, and uh, it's it's a bit, been a bit of a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> let's move swiftly on then and go back to the here and now. November reflections then please Simon we've done fantastically well in November let's mm-hmm. recap those results uh, Shaw Lane in front of the nation on BT Sports 1-3-1 Coventry away 1-1-0 arguably probably one of the best results of, of the month um, Stevenage at home 1-1-0 Port Vale away 4-0 nobody saw that coming and then obviously the 2 all draw um, with our neighbours last weekend what's your reflections on November uh, uh, it's slowly turning isn't it to be honest it, it's he it did say February time but to be fair in a few of those games you can actually see us actually gelling as a team at last you know it's the football that we've been playing in the, in those some of those games has been absolutely amazing we've just got to kind of eradicate some schoolboy errors I would say and then I think we'd be absolutely on it and apart from the Chesterfield score and, and the second half you know we've we've been amazing so let's hope for a cracking December definitely yeah. and I think if we can carry on fair enough Chesterfield wasn't the greatest performance but we knew that was going to be tough anyway because it's a local derby but you look back at the rest of the month we played Port Vale off the park in the second half first half wasn't up to much but we got a goal in the end and we dominated that game from there on in Stevenage we should have took more out of that game obviously the goal is allowed being hard done to by the officials and then obviously outplaying Coventry for most of the game at their own grounds not many teams can do that they'd only conceded nine all season so to go and do that I think and then to as well as proving ourselves in front of the cameras fair enough it might be against the Shaw Lane but it was an absolute massive banana skin that we avoided so the positives we can take out of the November compared to October are massive because you can't say that October was great. Player but of the month, Nathan. Um, well, right, Sanders, not, Sanders no, not, not necessarily player of the month. Maybe uh, unsung hero of the month or maybe most improved player. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Diamond. I mean, him coming back in, I uh, think, made the made probably made the difference. To be honest, of, of getting us having that leader, and we we spoke about it many Decent times earlier yeah. that we needed the needed the leader. He's come back in and I think it's helped. What about Kane Hemmings? Oh, obviously, yeah. he's, yeah. he's yeah. vastly improved. He's got some more. goals on, <laughs> under under his belt and obviously we did miss him against Chesterfield, didn't we? Yes, most I, definitely. I'd have said Conrad Logan. It's him as well. I think there's more than one, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And yeah. I think I think that just entire back line massively improved. You look, we were quite leaky. Bennett. In, yeah, another Ooh, one. Another shot. one that's been fantastic. And you just look, we've been... We'd been quite a leaky team up until um, the first game in November. We can't say that we had a great August, September, October. But you know what? We've turned it around this month and we're finally starting to get places to be sat, sat in seventh at this time Take of season. Take games unbeaten yeah. as well. Yeah, Exactly. Fair enough. There are Czech trade games and FA Cup games thrown in there as well. But they're, they're still competitive games and it's still starting to prove the, the doubters wrong 
that we are a, a good team and that we are capable of to be winning fair, games. we are only literally what is it seven or eight points off top yeah I think we're not we have another nine, December nine now but you know if, if we have another month like we have to I mean, I, I'm not sure what we're going to fix we've got to and well, we're going to go through them in a second yeah but we've got we started off similar like we did last month we've got a, an FA Cup match against a lower league team so yeah. let's hope it carries on the same the same, uh, same format yeah certainly so well let's look at those uh, fixtures then as you mentioned there Nate uh, starting off with Geisley on Sunday 2 o'clock kickoff. Uh, of course I believe to allow extended highlights to be on uh, Football Focus later on in That's the afternoon right, yeah. um, then Blackpool on Wednesday night 7 o'clock kickoff in that one in the Checker Trade Trophy so we expect uh, nice bit of squad rotation there everybody to get some at least probably 90 minutes under the belt in those um, two games a quick thing for those that can't make it to Blackpool the, not only is the game on I follow, but it's also being broadcast on uh, Talk Spot 2. So, those that don't have iFollow, then you can listen to it on the radio. Well, there you go. Uh, and it'll also be on that Spot 3.2. You've got to get that in there, otherwise, I get sacked. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, Crawley Town uh, back to league action. Obviously, Steve Evans going back to one of his former employees on the 9th of December. Nice little trip uh, to Crawley there. That was a real tough game uh, last year. Sad news as well from the footballing world. Uh, you may remember Crawley's ex manager, I think it's, um, I can't remember his, his name D- now. Dermot Drummy. Dermot, Dermot Drummy, that's it. Mm. Um, who obviously left Crawley just before we played them and towards the end of the, um, last season uh, sadly passed away um, suddenly over the last uh, I think week or so ago so sad time for all involved there and we wish his family and everything uh, well after that um, back to the One Core Stadium for a pre-Christmas double Saturday the 16th uh, we've got Yeovil at home 3 o'clock kickoff, and then Christmas Eve Eve when Nathan will be out doing his Christmas shopping yep. um, sounds about right we'll be Morecambe at home and then on Boxing Day we're going to have a little trip to the seaside to take on Grimsby Oof. and then to end the year and to the end the month on the 30th of December it's a nice trip to Wickham looking through those fixtures you nearly got a, a correct prediction Cam this month what are you going Very for? Uh, I could say the only sticky game that I could see in Two there, I could say, are pretty sticky. Is Geisley and Wickham comp focused games? Fair enough. It's Blackpool's a competitive game, but Steve Evans has quite made it quite clear that he doesn't care much. I wonder how that attitude will change if we get towards the near the semi-finals. Or yeah, the that's final. all money, isn't it? But, but there you go. Uh, obviously, we've proved we can put in a good performance against Wickham, and I think if we can come out of December. With another unbeaten month, I won't say a hundred percent win because I was let down by the last game again. <laughs> but you know, they're not games that I don't think we're going to struggle massively in. I think they could throw a few spanners in the works. Depends which Mansfield team turns up. That's, that's it, isn't it? That's it. Hopefully, it's the Mansfield team that we've seen from most of November. Mm. and hopefully we can get through December and hopefully be pushing top three the other side hopefully it will be an unbeaten month I see perhaps one defeat in there and I'd be happy with with, with the one in there excluding Blackpool and Czech Trakes that's obviously a different if we come through December and we end up being three or four points behind whoever's top at the time I think that will be a decent month exactly where do you want to be then going into I know it's a still a long way off in terms of footballing teams but where do you want to be um, going into 2018 in the table third Nath I'd take about fifth Cam I'll say you just I'm not sure to be honest you look at the teams that are around as I'm just going onto the table now 
you look at the teams around us, well, obviously we've got Luton at the top, Notts County, Accrington, Exeter, Wickham, Coventry. Obviously we've got to play Wickham yet. That's one of the fixtures in there. So I think that'll be the toughest one. But we're, we're not that far off the pace. We're nine points off of Luton at the top. Well, let's so we'll phrase it, it another way. Let me phrase it another way to you then. Obviously, Luton pace setters at the moment as we speak at the start of December. What would you say? We are nine points off Luton. Mm. What do you want? The, what would you be happy with the gap being going into twenty eighteen points wise? I'd oh. take five. I want to close I'd, the gap. I'd say five, five, four. Five, four. It's, it's not not going to be easy month, but you can't say that Luton are a team that's going to slip up much at the minute. I mean, they're knocking goals in for fun. So that's why I said, you know, two or three. Yeah. Because you can't let a team like Luton go up, you know, because it, it, let's let's face it, if it comes down to end of season and we're both on, say, for example, 78, 90, what, 78, 80 points, yeah. their goal difference is going to be massively so bigger we than ours. We need to start scoring so, some goals. Yeah, so it? therefore, we need to just beat them on points. So yeah. that's why I'd rather be a lot closer yeah. to a team like Luton going into the, going new, into year. the new year rather 100%. than being five points behind. And then, you know, if it does come down to being that same points as Luton, mm. we, we, well, we'll still get promoted because we're still second. So but, thing, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. If it's a mean, means of winning the championship, yeah. then obviously... It's it's I mean, probably means, like say, if, if you want it two or three points, the problem is that... That means we have to win every, pretty much every game in December and then lose two, which I don't think... No. But we've happen. got to keep the pace. But we yes. do have to keep up with them, that's yeah. 100%. But, and we have got to narrow it somewhere. But, yeah. Um, nine points, I think, when you look at the likes of... I think that's a lot of points. Yeah. I, for me, I... I, I I'd love us to win the league, but I don't I think fancy Grimsby away at Boxing Day. I don't. Well, we thing. never get anything never. from Grimsby, no. ever. Apart from fishing chip for four games. Yeah. But the Boxing <laughs> Day, so they're going to be even be open. So no, well, yeah, true. So there you go. Uh, right then, obviously, um, the return of Adam Murray and Paul Cox on Sunday in the FA Cup. Um, they did a fantastic job to beat Accrington, who were a very tough team yeah. to beat at Accrington, yeah. and on penalties. They'll be fired up for it. Maureen Cox will want to show what, what they're missing. They'll want to progress because they know what a good cup run for a non-league side, the size of Geisley, can do for the club going forward. So it and the be, money. It's a, mm. Exactly. It's a huge, huge banana skin, probably even, in fact, bigger at this point uh, than what Shaw Lane was in terms of what it can do for the two clubs. So got to be wary of those on, um, on, on Sunday. Hopefully they get a good reception as well, but let's just go quickly. Prediction time. Simon, let's, let's go with you first. I, I, I know it's a potential banana skin, but I think we'll be too good for them. So, 3-0. Nathan? 3-1, same as Charlene. 4-1. OK, and opposite way around, obviously Blackpool and the Checker Trade Trophy on Wednesday. They haven't got a game uh, over the weekend, so there'll be maybe a few extra first-team players that play in that one for minutes, but what do you think? 2-1 Blackpool Nathan? Yeah same 2-1 Blackpool Simon? Yeah yeah two, two, Well 2 I'll say 2-0 Blackpool I'll take a one all draw And a loss on penalties It doesn't go all the way To extra time So mm. who knows We'll see And if we need <laughs> Confidence a penalty, there if we need, <laughs> if we need a penalty taker Paul Anderson scored one In midweek against Clipston That was a good yeah. decent penalty So maybe He should be up next But there you go Well that's just about it Let's wrap things up With a connection question From earlier on as well You had it on the tip of your tongue Didn't you earlier So let's yes. see if you, you got it 
Um, Paul Cox, Adam Murray and Kevin Hurst are just three names in the current Geisley crop who have Mansfield connections, but which former Stags youth teamer who played for the club in the early noughties also played for Geisley 2011-2012? Jamie Clark. Jamie Clark. It was Jamie yeah. Clark. Well done. Nice one, mate. Well done. Nailed it. Good work. Uh, good work. So there you go. Um, apologies that it's been a bit of a mix-up with the days. Obviously, um, last night I was in Sheffield watching Mrs. Brown's Boys, um, which was a decent night, to be fair. Um, but we haven't got a game until Sunday, so, you know, it, it still sort of kind of works out. As for next week, who knows what's going to happen. Um, going to Blackpool? No? I doubt it. He's not going to Blackpool. Looks like I'm going to be on my own. Uh, we'll try and sort something out. Um, can't do next Thursday. Can't do next Friday either because I'm working. We'll try and sort something out. So if we're not back next week, we'll be back in uh, two weeks' time. But we will be back with more Mansfield Matters content. And hopefully, if the bus ever got rescued, Mark, we don't know where he is, so he may yeah. be still be on that Sorry, bus. No, he, <laughs> he may still well be uh, on the bus which broke down. But uh, we'll be back. Stay tuned to our Facebook page uh, for impromptu podcasts. They always seem to happen every now and oh, again. Uh, keep your comments coming in as well. Keep checking out the blog post on mtfcmatters.co.uk. And get us over that £2,000 mark. Otherwise, I'll continue to moan about four, count them, no. one, two, three, four blisters, which I picked up on Saturday's walk from Chesterfield to Anybody else here? Violins. I know. Nathan, link, please, link us. Yep, it's uh, virginmoneygiving.com forward slash MTFC walk. It was a fantastic day uh, for all involved as well. Many congratulations to all of them that did. How many did it in the end? Was it just shy of 50? Yeah, we we did have more more than 50 uh, originally due to come, but I think someone broke down in the morning, so, uh, and they bring a couple of people with them. So, Ah, we had 48 in the end, which uh, for me, I, I... 48 is a phenomenal thing and that 48 as well also included Stag legend Kevin Bird who sadly afterwards couldn't remember a single step and that really does bring it all into perspective Sunday two legends returned to the one course stadium in the form of Adam Murray who always ran his heart and soul out as a player and tried to give his all as a manager and a manager in Paul Cox also returns who got us back into the football league and deserves a lot of credit so Football fans we know can be fickle sometimes and can be drawn into the, the boo game. We never got a chance to say goodbye really. They both went sort of in mid-November, very suddenly after consideration and, and what have you. We never really got a chance to say goodbye. We never really got a chance to say thank you. So please, just think about where we once were and where we are now and where we're trying to go and put your hands together and clap and say thank you to Adam Murray and Paul Cox. And then afterwards, once the whistle is blown, we'll show them how to really play football (laughs) (laughs) and hopefully progress to round three of the FA Cup from me from Cam Felton from Nathan Edge and from Simon Mercer and from a bus somewhere in Nottingham that's broke down apologies for the poor camera and John and Carolyn if you're watching on your big screen on the morning of the matches I know you do because you've told me you do the Mansfield Matters trophy who knows make it happen from us all here this is the show for the fans by the fans why because Mansfield Matters we'll see you next time probably good night good luck The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.